0: Welcome into Bills tonight. Digital Maddie Glab here with Bills legend Steve Tasker, and the Buffalo Bills move on to eight and six after suffering back-to-back losses. The Bills are back in the win column with a thirty-one to fourteen victory over the Carolina Panthers. This was a must-need win for the Buffalo Bills. We know their their way to the playoffs if they can. Get some wins over the next four weeks. We knew how important this one was to kick it off for the Buffalo Bills, and they end up winning by quite a few points, getting back into scoring more than 30 points, which is what we want to see out of this offense, out of this Josh Allen-led offense. So, Steve, what does this win say about the Buffalo Bills, just knowing the path ahead for them with the division title still on the line and playoff hopes still very much alive for this team?
1: Well, coming into today, the, the big story around the NFL and the Bills were no different was the COVID situation. They lost John Feliciano on Friday. They lost, uh, they lo- they lost uh, Deion Dawkins on mm-hmm. Friday. They lost John Feliciano this morning. <clears throat> They shuffled their offensive line, and they literally were hanging on by a thread up front in front of Josh Allen. It showed in Josh Allen's performance today. The offensive line was an absolute mess coming into the day, and they didn't know it was going to be that way until today. So they absolutely just tried to get through this football game. They ended up with a with a 31-14 win. On the surface, it looks like a blowout. It was a hard-fought victory up front. Uh, Spencer Brown is going to take some criticism for the way he played today. Bunch of holding penalties. He had a taunting penalty as well. Wasn't a stellar day for him. But this is a guy that didn't know he was going to play that spot until Friday. Tough spot for him to move into. And, And I'll say this, for the holding penalties he got, one of them wasn't a holding penalty, but the other two, you'd rather have Spencer Brown take the holding penalty than to give up a shot on Josh Allen. So that's what those guys were up there against. They were making sure that they did what they could do. If they had to take a penalty and pull a guy down to keep him off of Josh Allen, that's what they had to do. They were up against it today as an offensive line, and they came out and just kind of nursed their way through it. Uh, uh, Devin Singletary came out, 22 rushes for over 80 yards. Pretty good day for him on the whole but this is an offensive line that that was the the focus of this game for me was the fact that you didn't know if this offensive line was even going to be able to run protections because they didn't know where each of them was going to play right up until kickoff.
0: Yeah, Josh Allen was sacked four times. It wasn't like they were going up against a nobody defensive line. The Carolina Panthers have Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns who have a lot of sack numbers. They make up a Big amount of the sacks for that Carolina Panthers defense. So the Bills were able to score 31 points, though even with the offensive line shuffle that went on uh, today. So good to see that they were able to get into the end zone. Gabriel Davis scoring two touchdowns. Uh, Devin Singletary also rushing in for one. But we've got two of our defensive linemen who are speaking to the media right now, Fa Obata and Harrison Phillips. So we'll send it right over to them.
2: Hey, how did you
3: feel, you like that? <laughs> feel good, man. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, just stay humble. You know, get focused. Get back on the. Get back on mission. But it felt good. Just grateful for the opportunity to be out here.
2: the uh, fourth today. I mean, you knew once they got in field goal range, they probably weren't kicking. Lost their kicker in pregame warmups. What you guys were doing on fourth down to get those stops on critical plays?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, first we had the mindset too that we got to treat third down like second down. You know, there could be a heavy run knowing that they're going to go back to a fourth down play. Um, anytime they cross the fifty-yard line, that was definitely on our uh, our radar. But um, really, just great team defense, as you guys saw, guys coming up making plays, guys doing the right thing, um, rushing coverage working together. So um, that that was definitely a huge part in in this victory. How was it explained to you, or? Revealed to you that they would not have a kicker today, and I guess what's the discussion like in terms of, like you say, to get you to think a little bit differently. I think I first found out. I think a player was out warming up, and he had come in from the locker room and said, it "Looked like their kicker um, had gotten hurt." Um, And then uh, it was confirmed before kickoff. And so, again, just, you know, we consider, um, you know, playing smart, one of the, you know, key components to our success. So um, once we kind of heard that, again, we knew that field goals probably weren't going to be an option and we needed to play third and fourth down uh, with extra awareness on that.
3: Um, What do I see? Just, Just trying to do my job, be my guy. Uh came around the edge on the second one, and uh, set the first one I just hit the B gap, and um, he was right there still holding the ball. Just, you know, just great effort from, uh, from the coverage and just allowing me to get there. Winning one-on-ones—that's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: You couldn't trap Cam when he was your teammate, so how does it kind of feel? That is, is, that true, that him is true.
3: That is true. You know, when when I was playing with him, you know, he used to have the red jersey, so it was very—that uh, was the quickest, quickest ride to to go home if you hit him. But now it felt really good to um, to hit him. Now I asked for his jersey, so I'm putting out here now, so I can hold him accountable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't say anything, but you know uh, in between plays we was just you know kind of vibing and talking Yeah, I know this just got
0: done All right, there's F.A. Obata and Harrison Phillips F.A. Obata obviously coming from the Carolina Panthers He had two sacks in three plays. That's a career high for him So good to see a different defensive lineman getting involved in the sack party at times that the defensive line had Uh, One thing that the defense also did a pretty good job of today Carolina Panthers one for five on fourth down. We knew that they would be on the field for fourth down because their kicker went out in pregame warm-ups while he was trying to kick, get ready warm-ups, uh, suffered an injury yeah. and wasn't able to play in the game. So the Carolina Panthers stayed on the field for fourth downs.
1: Worth, word got out very quickly spread like wildfire across the stadium for both on both sidelines, both locker rooms, through the media that the Carolina kicker had hurt himself and had to be helped up the tunnel. Um, and then they had different players going out and trying to kick. Say, hey, can you kick? You can kick. And they had, you know, they couldn't even kick off today. Uh, they were, that was a huge, huge happening in pregame where the guy planted just trying to kick an extra point and, uh, and went down. So you knew that you were going to be up against it. And, and it f- didn't feel like they were one of five on fourth no. down because you put in there the two-point the two conversion that they got. Uh, was on the same drive, I believe, as one of the fourth downs they converted. So it really felt like they had the upper hand. And now it's, and but then as the game wore on, more and more fourth downs, they had fourth and longer, and then mm-hmm. a fourth and longer, and a fourth and longer. And the Bills' defense was really playing well on first through third down, and it gave them a chance to be that successful on fourth down.
0: Yeah, it's good to practice for this defense. They're going to face fourth down situations uh, towards the end of the regular season as they move on, and to face fourth downs every single drive in this game uh, when it did get to fourth down. Kudos to this Bills defense for uh, forcing a lot of turnover on downs. We've got more defensive players available. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are talking to the media. Here's what they have to say after the game.
6: Kicker yeah, hurt. we got we got told uh, pregame something happened to the kicker. Uh, so we know third down situations, third and long, they might possibly you know try to cut it in half or make a fourth down manageable. Um, So, we knew there was going to be a bunch of fourth downs today and um, I don't know exactly what the, I don't, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know that, Uh, but we, you know, went out there and tried to, uh, try to limit them on those fourth downs.
5: Yeah, I mean, FA comes to work every day. Um, Extremely, extremely great teammate, uh, good player, great player, um, and he just comes to work every day, does his job. So it's exciting to see him get. Uh, I think he had, oh yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. I think back-to-back plays, two sacks. Uh, uh, extremely happy for him. You Guys, last
2: night, and I know you got to play your own game, play your own game. But did you get a little bit of energy maybe off the fact that they lost last night, and now your destiny? Really, you win your games, you win the division.
6: Hey, we knew coming into this game, we we had to go out there and we had to win. Um, last night didn't really mean, um, I guess, in the in the standings. I mean, it's it's something, but we are so focused on this game that we just want to come out here and win today. What
4: type of adjustments can be made, even if it's mentally, when you know that they're going to be going forward on fourth down?
5: I think it's just a mindset, just understanding, uh, you know, where you're at on the field, understanding where the four down territory is. Um, you know, I see, obviously, they... Uh, kicker got hurt early in the game, so we knew that going in early on, um, that a lot of, you know, third downs is going to turn into fourth downs going for it. So uh, I think it's just a mindset and having that that mindset getting ready to play. Do you
4: think that's an advantage going into it as a defense to know that they're going to be going for it in those situations, but also that's one more play that you need to come up with a stop?
5: I think the way the league is trending, um, you know, there's a lot of four down territories in the league now. Um, you know a lot of teams that are starting to go four down, fourth down um, Even even in the middle of the field, you know, so I think just having that mindset like I said uh, going into the game um, you know understanding their god habits and, uh, and and then executing
2: like How important was it knowing that you know Josh wasn't completely hundred percent with his foot? How important was it to play complementary football today and, and
6: seeing how the offense responded without Josh having to run the ball, and, and you guys responded on it. That's always important. Name it a game.
2: Mike, you guys were able to force a turnover there at the end, but do you feel like you left a few of them
6: out there because it seemed like you guys got some hands on on the ball. Yeah, there was a lot of tip balls today. A lot of tip balls. Um, didn't really bounce our way, but, I mean, uh, defense line did an awesome job getting their hands up. Linebackers did an awesome job getting their hands up, and you got to find a way to, to, to get those.
0: Mike A. Uh, or Jordan, uh, Harrison and FA just said, you know, we we remember what that loss to the Patriots feels like because obviously it was just a couple weeks ago. Is there any advantage to playing them again so so soon that it was just a couple weeks ago?
5: Well, we're excited to play. We're excited to play them. Was well, that like yesterday seeing them lose? Uh, I was getting ready to play this game today. How's it How does
7: it feel to know you control your own destiny?
5: Gotta win! Gotta win next week.
2: Did either of you watch the game
5: No, I, I love you, man. Next, we're not answering that question.
2: <laughs> you were pretty um, outspoken about the fact about the way you guys rallied in the second half, came up short against Tampa Bay, but felt like you could take something from that. Uh, what did today's performance maybe mean on that front? Was there any carryover?
6: Um, new opponent. Find a way to win the game. That's all we came in, came in this one try to do.
4: Are you guys aware that you're
2: playing the Patriots next <laughs> time? <laughs>
5: yeah. Yes, we That's
2: are. You always say
8: that turnovers can come in bunches. The defensive line got pressures, got sacks. Do you feel like that can also come in bunches? Mm-hmm. And how much would that obviously help you guys in a different mindset when you're getting
6: Yeah, always said uh, confidence is one hell of a drug in the NFL. So get them boys up front get confidence, then get up to the quarterback. Uh, we'll be excited on the back end.
0: Patriots questions are already rolling in as the Bills are going to get ready to face the Patriots here next week, and the title is on the line in the next couple games for the Buffalo Bills, because the Patriots lost yesterday against the Indianapolis Colts. It, it, it makes a path for the Bills to still win the AFC East if they can win out.
1: Oh, absolutely. If they beat the Patriots and then beat the Jets in Week 18, the the. the the division's going to be there. There's no question about it. So we'll, we'll see this game, this next game against the Patriots much like the first game's massive. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be quite a question too a of who's going to be healthy on the Bills offensive line. Can they navigate the COVID waters and in, in the ever-changing landscape? And that goes for the Patriots as well. We don't even know what these rosters are going to look like in a week's time. But that's what's going to come down to. Not only do you have to play a team that doesn't make very many mistakes and is at the top of the and was at the top of the conference coming into this weekend. You got to Fight your own battles in your own, in your own locker room trying to get enough guys healthy and the, the best guys you can on the field. It's, it's an unbelievably tight race in the AFC, and the Bills are in the thick of it.
0: All right, Devin Singletary, he had a nice day for the Buffalo Bills, 22 carries for 86 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. Let's send it over to Motor.
4: Devin, you've been so, uh, you've been so good about it over, you know, the years. You know, whenever things are going bad, when they're going good. First time since '19 you got 20
7: carries a day, 20 or more. How did that feel? Did you get to the... Um, you know, I felt good today. Um, you know, they called our number in the run game, and um, you know, felt like we had a decent day. How important was it
2: to get the run game going, knowing that Josh, you know, wasn't really, you know, 100 percent with that foot? you guys have to, the part of the
7: to carry the load. Yeah, um, I feel like it's always important. Um but like I said, we, we did decent today. We, we was able to get the win and go one and no. Oh. Yeah, you see in your touchdown run. You
2: through
7: that play. Um <laughs> yeah, so it was like a pin and pull play or whatever. And you know, I got my pullers out in front of me. Um my old line basically Cleared it out for me, and I had a lane, and I, I know I just had to beat the safety, and I was able to do that.
1: You had a season high today in yardage. Did you did you know that until after the game? Or? Yeah, I
7: didn't know until now, really. <laughs> so yeah. Well,
1: what, do you, what do you think of that? Juice? How does that feel?
7: Um, I mean, it feels good. It feels good. Um, I think we can build off of this.
2: How much have you heard the outside noise of people criticizing the run game, and how much how important was it to show? People, well,
7: the doubters wrong, it? Um, it wasn't so much of proving the doubters wrong because there's always going to be doubters. It was just us doing what we needed to do to go one and zero. No. So that's that's what I got to say to that. What were some of the
0: Buffalo Bills doing? What they needed to do to go one and zero, says Devin Singletary, and he's totally right. Uh, one thing that the Bills also <clears throat> did a great job on today was in the red zone. Four of five in the red zone, 80%. That's a huge number for them. That's an area that they have been trying to work on throughout the entire season. You've seen those numbers go up and down in the red zone, more more down than up uh, throughout the entire season, but really good to see that number pretty strong today because that's important uh, when it comes to scoring touchdowns and putting your team in a position to win football games.
1: Yeah, and if you want to go back and look at one of the plays where – Josh Allen, you're glad he's your quarterback. Go <laughs> back and look at D- Gabe Davis's first touchdown pass—the one he threw to make it 24 to eight—was a throw not Incredible. too many quarterbacks could make, and it took a lot of courage to throw that ball. And he made, and he, it was a touchdown. It was, I think, it was a 24-yard strike to Gabe Davis, and I mean, it was it was a thing of beauty, and that's why. Josh Allen's a franchise quarter. If you want to go back and have some fun, that's the throw of the game right there when Josh Allen hit Gabe Davis in the back to go up 24-8. to eight. That was a throw.
0: Speaking of QB1, he's answering questions right now. Let's throw it over to Josh.
9: Yeah, it felt good. Uh, it didn't, didn't affect me. Um, but, you know, went out there and our guys played a, a really hard-fought game. I do want to shout out our own line for – doing a bunch of different substitutions and switches uh, in the last couple days. I know it hasn't been easy on some of those guys. Daryl, Cody, and Spence all kind of having to change uh, positions. And, um, you know, I was super happy that those guys stepped up and played really well today.
2: Spencer said, Spencer said uh, a few minutes ago that it was just, it was, he didn't even
4: notice it because it was just, there's been so many changes over the course of the season. Did you feel like, as a group, you know, the way they responded is based on the adversity they've gone
9: through this year? For sure, and I think, you know, um, you begin to become comfortable being in in uncomfortable situations. And, again, switching linemen, like, again, it's never easy, but the way that these guys have been preparing um, throughout the entire season, and, uh, you know, we've been kind of shuffling guys around, but guys stepped up, and uh, I was proud of them for that today.
2: You only scrambled for one time on a 26-yard run. Were you mindful of not trying to put that foot in, in harm's way in, in, in some way?
9: No, those guys are fast. They they, they, they move extremely well. Um, they change the launch point for the quarterback. They're able to, to kind of get you off their off your spot. But they're, they're a very high effort group, and they just limited those opportunities.
2: How important then was it to see Devin Singletary and this sometimes maligned running attack prove that he can, pardon the pun, carry the load?
9: Yeah, I mean, We've known he can, um, but it was good to see him go out there and run run hard. He, he ran really well today, um, but again, it starts with the guys up front and, and doing their job, and Motor did a good job of finding the holes and, and getting extra yards for us.
3: What is it about Gabriel
2: Davis that when you go to him he seems to make plays, and does that change the way you
9: look at things You know, at this part of the season when you see 13 out? No, it doesn't change um, the way I really look at things. I, I, I got a lot of trust in him. He continues to make plays, like you said. Um, he's a strong, physical dude that Again, he, he wants it. He wants the ball. Um, you know. And it's good to have those type of guys. You know, you look at Steph and Cole, and they, they want the ball in their hands too. Unfortunately, there's only one of them. Um, but guys that are just doing their job, and um, at the end of the day, all we want to do is win games.
1: Josh, there's been kind of a clamoring for, for Gabriel to get a little bit more playing time today. Obviously, that happens. Just how have you seen him handle maybe the frustration earlier in the season of not being on the field as much as he wants? He wanted to and then what's it say about him when he does get the opportunity to come through this way
9: I mean if he was frustrated you couldn't tell um, you know he just put his head down he worked hard he was a, he's a great teammate um, not once did he he complained to anybody you know he just showed up to work worked hard and when he's got um, you know when he was asked to make plays throughout the season he's been able to make them and uh, you see an increased role obviously uh, with e out and um, and hes he's gonna have to continue to make plays for us going forward
2: from our vantage point, it looked like the window was closing quick for you. What, what did you see on that first
9: touchdown to Gabe? To Gabe? Uh, yeah, originally I thought it was blitz zero, um, so I made a check. They dropped out of it and played kind of like a 77 or a double on Cole and Steph, and uh, Gabe just kept working, and I just gave him a shot, and he made a good play.
2: Josh, Gabe seems to be really comfortable making along the sideline. What do you see, what does he do? What, what, what ability does he have that makes him so good at that? And
9: sometimes that's just an innate ability. Um, some guys have it, some guys don't. It's a lot of awareness, a lot of body control. Um, he does a good job with that. And, uh, you know, going back to last year, he made a lot of those plays for us. So, um, you know, got a lot of faith in him.
2: has yeah, talked about how, you know, you know, it, this has to be it. We, we have to kind of put up, you know, you know and, and this is the time to do it. And after you guys talked about the carryover, wanting to carry over some of what happened in the second half, in Tampa, how important or how validating was this performance today? In that way, knowing that you have helped write your ship.
9: Um, I mean, again, it, it, we're just trying to find find ways to win games, um, and we did today. And again, we're going to need that going forward. And uh, we all know who we have next week. It's no secret. Um, but you know, we'll get on them on to them tomorrow and uh, enjoy this one. But um, from here on out, you know, I talked about it earlier. Every, every game from here on out for us is a playoff game, and we got to treat it as such. So um, that's the way we're going to, you know, treat it and go f- and go forward with it. But um, yeah, I- I'm proud of our guys for how they played today.
4: Was there any extra lift to break right
2: before half going down against that for
9: the goal? Yeah, absolutely. Whenever you can, uh, especially when you're getting the ball in the second half, and you, you know, it's a term called double dipping. When you can get points right before the half, you get the ball right back. Um, We'd love to have gotten six there and would love to have started off faster in the second half, um, but just giving ourselves an opportunity there. And obviously, T-Bass has been so good for us this season. Um, you know, to get points there and increase the lead right before halftime, you know, statistics show halftime leads are extremely valuable in this, in this league. So to, to go out there and do that, that was good for our team and uh, gave us some confidence going forward.
4: John Feliciano and what adjustments had to be made. Yeah, I learned this
9: morning. Um, obviously just kinda like, okay, well that's that's Cody going in and um, you know, I thought they like again I haven't watched the tape, but I thought the guys played really well today. They they got after it in the run game. Pass protection was really good. Um, you know, early on I gotta find some completions, some quicker completions to help our guys out. But you know, that's a good defense. We just played a really good front too with how with how quick they are, so uh, happy for how our guys played. Did it change
4: your General philosophy in the game of okay, we maybe don't want to do this, or we want to do a little bit more of that.
9: No, guys, got to step up. You know, we're we're professionals for a reason, and um, when a guy goes down, someone's got to step up and play. And uh, like I said, I was very proud for how our guys handled the situation today. Was there
2: an effort because the way they get after the quarterback? Was there an effort, maybe, and maybe a concentration of getting the ball out pretty
9: quickly? Um, I mean, yeah, I I think that's kind of just football one-on-one when you got guys that get off the ball really fast trying to get their, you know, their hands down tired eyes in the backfield some zone reads some RPOs um, Just forcing them to think about different things instead of just pinning their ears back and trying to speed rush So um, I think we you know coach Dable did a good job of mixing it up today um, You know and at the end of the day we got to go out there and execute whatever play call uh, Is called, you know, like I said, I missed some some easy ones early on that, you know I wish I had back but uh, as we got going throughout the game, I think our offense got stronger um, you know, we start executing better. Uh, did, you huh? did you watch the Patriots game last night? Uh, I watched a little bit of it, um, a little past my bedtime, but um, yeah.
5: What were your feelings
3: seeing the result, of
9: the way that it came out? I mean, it's it's a week-to-week league. It's the NFL. Um, you know, gives us an opportunity, and, and we understand that. So, um, our next one's our most important one. Thank you.
0: All right, the Buffalo Bills offense to start the game 2-3 and outs, and then finally on their third drive they score a touchdown, and that's kind of how it was throughout the entire game. They scored on back-to-back drives just once, and we know what rhythm does for this team, especially scoring early. But they were able to put 31 points on the board at the end of the day. What does that say about this offense, just knowing what they didn't have in the offensive line to still score over 30?
1: Well, it, it took—I'm sure—it took Brian Daybowl a while to get a feel for what he could do and what he couldn't do, particularly given what the Carolina Panthers wanted to do against his offense. Uh, when they came out and got a couple of touchdowns there in the first half—one to Devin Singletary, the other one to Steph Diggs—the uh, Diggs touchdown was a great throw by Allen, a great pl- catch by a great receiver against a great DB, I right? Gilmore. So, so it was. It was just great players playing against each other. But that it took probably Brian Dable a while to get a handle on what that offensive line was going to do. They were getting holding penalties. They had an eight for 62 uh, on penalties on the day. And a lot of them were holding penalties and on offensive penalties. So uh, I think I would put that, the fact that they could score 31 points on this Carolina defense, I'm – i I got to give some credit to the coaching staff. They didn't know what they were going to be dealing with out there. Certainly, the players rose up and played in the spots that they were given. But man, you're coaching around some deficiencies up front and and some unknowns um, in your own offense. So I, I'm, you really got to tip your hat to the fact the Bills hung in there, scored 31. They kind of stayed aggressive at the end. They scored that 30, the 30, the last touchdown. Right. You know, they scored that last touchdown within the last two minutes mm-hmm. of the game just to power it in. And it really made a difference. So uh, it it looks like a very convincing win, and certainly even a 10-point win is big in the NFL. But the 31-14 final, with a roster that was ravaged like this one was, I think you got you got to tip your hat to the coaching staff for getting it done.
0: Yeah, Carolina's defense was allowing just over 21 points a game, so the Bills go 10 more than that. And Carolina's pass defense, the best in the NFL, allowing just 177 passing yards a game, and the Bills throw for 210. So check, check in those two categories for the Buffalo Bills. We heard from Gabe Davis too earlier, so let's throw to the two-touchdown dude.
9: Congrats on the win. Uh, this makes four touchdowns in the last three games for you. What makes you so effective in the red zone on limited targets?
7: Um, you know, Dave just has a great scheme, and he schemes up the right uh, plays for me to be able to get an opportunity to be in the end zone. And, you know, they, they end up, you know, turning my way. So, I mean, it's as simple as that. And can you speak a little
9: bit on the chemistry that you and Josh have had? Rookie year, seven touchdowns. Uh, this year, you guys, you know, you, you just always seem to be on the same page.
7: Yeah, I mean, me, uh, when it comes to practicing with Josh a lot, you know, I just always try to show him he can trust me in certain situations. And that's what I try to keep um, keep doing each, each and every week throughout the week. And I know that when Josh is looking at me, he trusts me to be able to make the play wherever the ball is at.
9: Hey, thanks, Gabriel.
1: all right gabe uh could you first describe the uh the 20-yard touchdown uh in the back uh, middle of the end zone josh motioned you in Were was that the way it was supposed to go pre-snap or did he call you in as an improvise to get a better angle on
9: that uh play
7: um for that one he just uh he just kind of impro- improvised that one uh he kind of switched it up a little bit and uh It was, uh, thought it was going to be open a little bit earlier, but it ended up not being. He had to scramble a little bit.
0: of that Tune squad hat that he was rocking from space jam and gabe davis has been a jam for this offense over the last two games manuel sanders goes out and gabe davis is an easy fit right into that offense he has experience from last year already and of course He's in a long line of guys who are trying to get the ball from Josh Allen. So it's not easy for anyone to get the ball from Josh Allen just because of how many receivers they have in that room. But with his limited targets like he was asked in that first question, he has definitely done something with it. Uh, four touchdowns over the last couple games. What makes him such a mismatch for defenses?
1: Well, he's got good size and he's a great route runner. He also has a physical presence as well. He's he's got a, he's a great receiver. I mean, he's, he's got that ability to – use his body to use leverage, his routes are crisp, and he he snaps it off. And I think a lot of things that help and people don't realize, the way a receiver runs his routes can a lot of times help a quarterback make the completion. He shows the quarterback his eyes, gives him some body language, gives him some good separation from the DB, and with his body language can tell the quarterback where he wants the ball and where he thinks the quarterback can fit it in and give him the biggest biggest area he can uh, for a quarterback. And that's what makes a quarterback want to throw you the ball. When he sees what you see and you can convince him beforehand that you're thinking the same way he is, it gives him confidence to throw it in there. And certainly on that first touchdown pass that like I mentioned, uh, Gabe Davis, Josh had no business thinking he could fit that in there. and with there's, If the DB turns around or if Gabe does something different, it's an incompletion or maybe an interception, Josh lets it rip and pushes it into the end zone. Gabe Davis, the defensive back's trying to recover and can't turn around to look at it with the velocity it had on it. He couldn't adjust to the flight of the ball anyway. Gabe Davis catches it in the end zone. It, it was, it was a, That was the play of the game, and, uh, and Gabe Davis is showing – to some of what we saw last year mm-hmm. and in limited opportunities this year, he has been ex- just as consistent as he was a year ago. You really got to tip your hat to him. And he's one of the guys that I think has been has shown a lot, not only in, in the offense and De- Brian Dable, Sean McDermott and Josh Allen, having confidence in him when he, he goes in there, but also being patient with the lack of opportunities he got in the first 10, 12 weeks of the season.
0: Yeah, he converted that big fourth down in the last game, and Josh Allen trusts him on an insane touchdown pass uh, that someone said if you saw the angle looking at what Josh Allen saw, Josh couldn't even really see Gabe Davis as he let go of the ball. So the fact that he was able to complete that pass, I mean – just another sure target uh, that's on the Buffalo Bills who's proving his worth and why he should be a part of this team, a fourth round pick. Uh, They definitely got a steal in that one. Sean McDermott, he is answering questions from the media right now. So let's send it over to the head coach.
8: Yeah, I mean, it happened quickly this morning. Um, You know, I saw John last night, in fact, around meetings and he was fine that I could tell. And then uh, we got the uh, heads up this morning, and, and uh, so we went into action and And uh, credit the players, credit the coaches, um, you know, just next man up approach, and, and they, went, they went out there and executed.
5: John, what did you
8: see from half uh, Yeah, I think he had two sacks, right? Um, especially one at the one in a big moment of the game there when we needed it. So um, that four-man rush, you know, getting that four-man rush going, is, it's important for us. What
3: makes Devin Singletary so effective? Not the biggest, strongest guy, not the fastest guy, but came in averaging 4.9 yards per carry and made a great game
8: today. Yeah, I think you, you saw some of it out there today. I mean, there's times where um, his momentum gets got stopped, um, but but his his pistons kept running, right? I mean, he just kept churning those legs and, and got another two, three, four yards out of it sometimes. So, um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch when he does that. Is
3: there thing you'd like to see him as the feature back moving forward?
8: Yeah, I'm not going to get into feature back. Just, you know. I have a lot of confidence in Devin. Yeah, I'm
4: sorry.
8: Yeah, I mean, I you know to to mix it up like we did there, I thought was good, and um, thought that was a good drive for us. And then and then to uh, you know anytime you score, anytime you score in, in particular on the ground, the offensive line loves it. So it's good to get those guys some uh, some uh, some just reward for their work there.
3: Offensively, when you know the can't, basically can't kick the field Are you thinking of that all four downs? Is it at certain points that you realize it might be a little bit different depending on where
8: they are on the field? Yeah, I mean, as we were talking about this a minute ago, It's it's uh, it seems like it should be easier, and in, in, in certain ways it is, but in certain ways it's it's more difficult because you're not sure what that third and seven is going to be. Is it going to be traditional drop back, or is it going to be, um, you know, the quarterback zone read stuff, and it just puts you in a little bit of a bind defensively, but I thought they handled it well. Yeah, tremendous! Uh, another game um, where he showed up. He was productive for us. Love his love his mindset. Um, you know he's big. He's strong. He's tough. Um, and again, mentally, um, you know he was working while I was waiting. And, and today, I thought I think he saw it again where he he produced for us and made some big plays. Sean, what did you see from Josh out there?
0: I was with that foot sprain leading up to the game. Uh, just from your perspective.
8: Yeah, I thought um, I liked how he settled in after the first series or two, and uh, we got a got a good rhythm going at times. And I thought he made some really big time throws. Um, the scramble on third and I think it was third and sixth situation. I think they were man coverage, and, and Josh saw it and took off with it. So that was a big play for us. And um, you know, and again, just the things you guys don't see from a leadership standpoint. Um, some things in the locker room before the game at halftime I thought were big for us, also. Josh,
4: I didn't take Spencer out for you. Five penalties today, including a taunting there at the end. What did you say to him, and uh,
8: how do you make that a coachable moment or a teachable moment? Yeah, you know he's a good player, young player for us, um, and he showed his he showed his youth, and uh, and so I just wanted to settle him down and and uh, remind him it was all about the team, and I think in the end this will be a good learning opportunity for him. How much
4: how difficult is it for a young player, especially to kind of flip over like that? I know he had some reps in the uh, spring and summer. How difficult is that, especially when the uh,
8: yeah, it's not easy for any player, you know, young or or veteran in this case, to to you know, you study one side of one side of the uh, of the deal and who you may play against on this side and then all of a sudden you're playing against maybe somebody else on the other side. So it's it's a little bit different, especially when um, when it's you know the morning of the game. Sean the
2: what's the front of the ad it like there were a couple of different times where you had the hand, your hands on the ball, the especially. Yeah, we got um, it. You kind of left a few out there. Yeah,
8: yeah. I mean, that's something I've already been thinking about, and we've got to come up with those. Um, I think we had two or three, maybe more than that, opportunities. We've got to, we've got to come up with those, and I'm confident our guys will.
4: Sean, from a timing standpoint, because we, we don't know necessarily how this stuff works, but when, when you, how, what time was it today when you found out that John wasn't going to be available for it?
8: Um, I'm going to approximate for you here, Tim. It's probably between um, 9 and 10 o'clock this morning. I'm
4: asking because if you find out at 7, that's a little bit more time. But yeah. mean, that's, a, that's a serious crunch there. How does that affect your routine of when you're filling out your lineup and deciding who's active and not? And uh, do you take us into what those meetings were like with you and Bobby or with Brian or what, how, do you, how do you deal with
8: that? Well, in this case... Um, it was it was Brandon, Nate, myself, primarily, and then and then um, we just communicate what the options are to the coaches after that, and uh, and so um, you know sometimes those options are pretty obvious, sometimes they're not obvious, and so we're just trying to help. We just tried to help work through some of those those situations, and um, again, I applaud the players and, and the coaches
2: after the Pats loses to your competitive mindset, your team knowing that it, your destiny is now on your hands. You run the table, you win the
8: division. Say that again, Jay. I'm sorry. What does
2: it do for your
9: mindset after the Pats win knowing you control your own destiny?
8: Yeah, um, you know, we've got to keep it about us and, uh, you know, this will be a, a game. Uh, they came in here and beat us last week or two weeks ago, whatever it's been. Um, so obviously we have some adjusting to do and we've got to have a good week of preparation. It
2: might the adversity shown over the past couple of weeks, the- happened on a tenth Bay. What does today's win mean
8: and maybe do for this? Well, it's another win. Um, you know, I think it really just, it, you know, these last two weeks have been hard. we got a lot of competitive guys in that locker room, and um, they want to win, and to come up short in the last two weeks, you know, against two good football teams, um, especially um, with a chance to win it in the fourth quarter, those are, those are tough. Um, uh, so hopefully, you know, down the stretch, we will have learned from those situations and, and, and gotten better as a football team.
4: What is the approach this week, the importance of next Sunday in terms of mindset, mentality, you know, how aggressive you want your guys to be? Do you feel that you've been in this situation different times over the past few years? You need to pull them back. I mean, what, what do you expect for these next few days of preparation?
8: I just think we gotta stay stay on task, keep our focus on and where it needs to be. And um, you know, we've got a lot of things to correct from today's game. You guys saw that and um, I think that's the start, right? It's and that's you gotta start somewhere and that's where we gotta start this week. Is
2: it harder because you have
8: the distraction of Christmas too on top of all this? Um, you know, I think that's that's part of being a professional athlete or a professional coach. I mean we're usually working around uh, whether it's Thanksgiving like we were this year or now Christmas and um, that's what goes with the job.
2: Did you watch the, end of the game last
8: night? I did, yeah. What did
2: you, what
8: did you take away from it? Um, it was a good game. You know, in Those those games, it started one way, but in the NFL, those games usually um, get close, and, and it got close. And uh, Obviously, I thought it was a well uh, well, uh, and hard-fought game, and um, so two good football teams going at it.
4: In general used to watching all 22 you don't have broadcasters when you're going through your film and all that stuff how do you watch a game I mean how can you enjoy it or can you when you're not when you're watching everything go left to right as opposed to the end zone camera and everything yeah how do you do it
8: um, I don't know I just you know you just sit and watch and try and learn and, and do you get anything out of it? Watching off TV? Yes. You try to. You try to. And that's not just playing, the, you know, because we're playing them next. If you're just a fan of football and you're trying to learn and you're watching other people do things and things you try and pick up along the way. So that's it.
5: Do you think the sound on or off? Do you listen to
8: what Nah, uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> that's good.
2: Sean McDermott's press conference is brought to you by Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York, the official health plan of the Buffalo Bills.
0: All right, the Buffalo Bills have a date with the New England Patriots Sunday afternoon at their place. We know how the first game went. We'll see how match round number two against the Patriots goes. Very important for the Buffalo Bills if they want those AFC East Division title vibes to stay alive. Because if they can win out, they run the table and the division is definitely theirs. Uh, When you look at what the Bills have to do this week in preparation based on how they played today, I mean, first things first, I think on the offense, you want to get into a rhythm earlier. They were up and down in terms of scoring. Uh, You want to see a little bit more consistency from the offense. Hopefully the offensive line looks a little bit more healthy uh, next week. And then from the defense, you want to see more turnovers. This is a team who, going into this game, had two turnovers first, only two turnovers in the last four games. They want to get back to those ways of the beginning of the season when they were taking the ball away at a very high rate, multiple takeaways a game, and also not letting a team get more yards than they need to against you. At times in this game, Cam Newton was able to escape. Some of the other offensive players were able to escape. So you want to tighten up a, a little things on, on both sides of the ball, but where's your head at for what needs to be done this week?
1: Well, it's a massive game. I'm, I'm once again with the Patriots, Ute. I mean, this it's for the division championship. There's no question about it. Uh, the winner has a leg up on the division title is going to make it into the playoffs and the loser is going to have to really battle it out and hope to get some start to get some help from other teams around the conference. So uh, you're right, Maddie it comes down to what happens in your own team. And I'm sure the Patriots feel the same way as well. If they can stay keep all their players off the COVID list, just like the Buffalo Bills like to get some guys off the COVID list.
0: That's number uh, one. Try, on try the and list get yeah you, you want to come
1: into these games as healthy with with all the guys on your roster, your best guys available to come out and play and then and just go out and play. Patriots are going to need this game. The Bills are going to need it. It's a massive game, Sunday at 1 o'clock. It's right where you want to be at this point of the season with a chance to win it and get in it, and uh, that's where both these teams find themselves, Patriots and Bills next Sunday at 1 o'clock. Keep your your ear to the ground because there's going to be a a ton of attention paid to who's going to be available for both teams and who's not
0: yeah no pressure at all for either team it's going to be a big one in terms of what the schedule looks like this week they'll be practicing on christmas eve in buffalo they'll be traveling on christmas uh, and then they play on sunday the day after christmas but we want to thank you for joining us here if you want more highlights more breakdown more sound make sure you Tune into MSG at 1130 for a full version of Bill Snipe. Don't forget about One Bills live tomorrow from 12 to 3. For Steve Tasker, I'm Maddie Glab. We will see you next week.